Welcome to the Generations United podcast, where we share insights from experts from the intergenerational field on how these practices improve the lives of children, youth, older adults, and the communities where they live. I'm your host, Donna Butts, Executive Director of Generations United. Today, our guest is my dear friend and colleague, Dorinda Schubert, Executive Director of Bridge Meadows. Last month, we co-hosted our conference in Portland, Oregon with Dorinda and Bridge Meadows and that wonderful staff and volunteers in Portland. And so today, what I want to talk about is we're going to learn a little bit more about Bridge Meadows, the important work and the innovative work that Dorinda and her team do, but also we're going to touch on the conference. And she and I have not really had a chance to debrief that, just the two of us. So I think this will be a really fun conversation. But let me start by saying, welcome, Dorinda. Thank you so much for having me, Donna. It's a joy to start my day this way with all of you. So Dorinda, when I was thinking about this, I am so fortunate to have been at Bridge Meadows, to have known you for several years and the amazing work you do and what you're able to accomplish at Bridge Meadows. But I wonder if you could tell our listeners just a little bit about Bridge Meadows and what your mission is and what what you're doing in Portland, Oregon. Sure thing. So Bridge Meadows, we create purposeful communities where children, parents, and elders flourish together. And what that means is we create intentional intergenerational communities where children who've experienced foster care have their forever families, and then elders provide support and guidance. And I like to say grandma love, uh, not to leave out the grandfathers, but there's a lot of grandmas, grandma love to, to the kids and the families. And as time goes on, that care and love becomes reciprocal and you see a family start to build. So what we're trying to do is address the issues of child welfare, aging in America, and housing so that families have stable housing, children have forever families, and elders live with meaning and purpose. That's great. It sounds it sounds so wonderful, but I know it's also really complex. And what's amazing to me is that you are expanding and everybody really loves what you do and want to be able to bring Bridge Meadows to their community. So talk to me a little bit about some of the complexity that you have to deal with when you're actually expanding and setting up a program like this. Yes, it is a very complex mosaic of funding. That's what I like to say. And I had no idea that as I was training to become a clinical child psychologist, that someday I would have to learn about real estate development. I would have told people (laughs) they were crazy. (laughs) Really? Yeah, to create our communities, it's a combination of public and private financing. We seek typical public affordable housing categories of funding to build our communities. And then we seek the private philanthropic community to assist us in bringing our communities to life. We design our communities with the intention to bring people together and to connect. And you need that extra private dollars in order to build them the way we know they need to be built to achieve the outcomes that we've been able to achieve. We are um, now working on our third and fourth communities. Oh, that's great. Yes, and recently learned that our third one has been funded. Oh, congratulations, Dorinda. That's great news. Yes, thank you. And so all of our current communities on the drawing board or in existence are here in Oregon, and it is our intention to bring this model to scale in a national way over time. So we are going to begin regionally doing so and then move further and further east from the West Coast. So we have some other places in the West Coast that we're exploring at this point, but it'd be premature to talk about them. But we're dreaming because we really see the incredible 
incredible impact that living intergenerationally with a purpose. That purpose is so important. And the purpose here is to help children who've experienced foster care have their forever families and to maintain those families in perpetuity. And so when people have that glue and they live intergenerationally and everyone's sharing their gifts and talents, it really creates this strong safety net and really knits the social fabric together that you can weather life storms and know that people are there for you. And so when we've seen that power and the healing that's gone on, we are like, we have to make more. And we, in our opinion, can't make them fast enough. That's great. You know, as a native Oregonian, I remember talking with somebody once about the, that sometimes Oregon sort of shares the very best of its best. And I would say that Bridge Meadows is one of the jewels and the gems in Oregon. And the idea of you taking your incredible model to other regions, other areas across the U.S. is just an incredible gift. So I'm really glad that you're going to be doing that. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you. Well, Generations United has been such a grand champion of us, even in all of our days when we were an early idea and People looked at us a little crazy, like, what are you doing in the middle of this recession? You're going to create an intentional intergenerational community. And we so appreciated Generations United for saying, don't give up, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because there was a lot of no in the beginning. And we had to really ignore that no and pay attention to the yeses. And it was significant to us, um, all of the support you all gave us. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. But I also think that's really important for people to understand that with a lot of intergenerational work, almost always there are these obstacles that spring up and people who say, no, you can't possibly do it, it won't work. And it really takes that perseverance and that faith and that belief, being able to look at what your ultimate goal is to really accomplish it. And you've done great. At Generations United, I know we're really proud of the fact that Bridge Meadows is one of our programs of distinction, meaning that you have met the criteria that's been established by national experts to be one of the top intergenerational programs in the country. And we're really glad and grateful to be able to be cheerleaders for the amazing work you do. In particular, one of the things I was thinking of, Drenda, when you were talking about foster kids is I was very impressed with the fact that you've actually done some additional aspects of your model. When you built a facility or took over a facility across the street, I think from your original Bridge Meadows, that's for young people who are aging out of the foster care system, and they're tied back into your community at Bridge Meadows. Is that, do I have that right? Or could you tell us a little bit about that work? Yeah. So you're referencing our program called New Meadows, and New Meadows is housing and services for youth who've experienced the foster care system and were never adopted or reunited with their birth families. And in the world of child welfare, that's called you aged out. And so several years ago, when the original Bridge Meadows was still under construction, a group of youth who had been organized as the Oregon Foster Youth Connection, they are a group of youth who have experienced foster care, and they are taught how to be advocates in the legislature. And so they visited Bridge Meadows when it was under construction and asked me if they could live here. And I sadly had to say no, because they were too young to be an elder and too young to be parents, although maybe some of them didn't think that, but (laughs) we were going to make that decision for them. But we did say you could become adopted by some of our families. And they really weren't interested in that because once one has gone through that 
piece of life journey, you're really not trusting adults. And so the fact that these youth were coming to me and trusting this adult, that was a huge treasure I felt like I was given. So what I took this idea back to the board of directors and we all agreed, let's get Bridge Meadows up and running and then we'll continue to support these young young folks, but let's do our original thing first. So then what we started to do was look for a house around Bridge Meadows and we thought, oh, we'll buy a house and we'll have five youth live with somebody in there to care about them and then they'll be folded in. Well, that vision turned into a 14 apartment building, 14, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I know, and one apartment for a resident assistant and the youth's voice designed the apartment building. We took our architect to a meeting with the Oregon Foster Youth Connection and said, along with pizza and salad, no meeting without eating, right. and, said, uh, yeah, and said to them, all right, if we create this, what do you want? Because, you know, we're not you, so what do you want? And what they described was something like a dormitory, something normal that other people had at their age. And so there are five one-bedroom apartments, and one of them is for a resident assistant, which was the youth's idea. And then and we were so grateful <laughs> because it was our idea too. But how do you say that <laughs> to a group of powerful youth? Don't you think you might need an adult in the room? So there's a resident assistant and then there are 10 studio apartments and there's gathering space and there's a community kitchen, but everybody has a little kitchen so that they can also make their own meals. We have a joint venture with another nonprofit organization called New Avenues for Youth, and they are experts about working with youth in this age range who've experienced these types of situations. New Avenues for Youth brings their powerful programming of how to help youth get a job, how to go to school, how to manage your checkbook, all those things. And then we bring the intergenerational superpower. And so the youth have part of their agreement to live at New Meadows. Their uh, agreement is to be a part of intergenerational activities here at Bridge Meadows. And you can see New Meadows right from the corner of Bridge Meadows. And we did that on purpose. We designed the windows so that there is a connection between the two buildings. And what I love now, it's been open for one year. And it was also a vision of one of our wonderful philanthropic partners, Mrs. Dorothy Lemelson. And she had a dream of helping youngsters she saw on the street. And he wanted to leave a legacy here in Portland. So the building is called the Dorothy Lemelson House. Oh, uh, and we did the grand opening on her 92nd birthday. So I love the elder part where Dolly lended her gifts and talents and vision so that the youth could have a beautiful life. And now the youth are filling that building. Dolly used to say to us, we're going to help these youth from the ground up. And so we put that on the wall, her quote, and the youth love it. And they just love knowing her and it's beautiful. And now Bridge Meadows elders are babysitting babies because some of our young people have babies. And then the young people can go to work and go to school. And then some of the elders are going over from Bridge Meadows and teaching folks how to cook and how to go grocery shopping. And so it's quite beautiful and it's working Swimmingly well, and it makes us all smile. That's so wonderful. I love how you describe the intergenerational superpower. I think that's great. But also what it makes me think about is what we talk about and look at oftentimes and the experience I've had working with young people who've been in the foster care system or have been homeless is that you age out of a system, but you never age out of a family. And what you folks are providing is that family of caring and support that needs to be woven around all of our young people. So, so thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. And you know, what's been, what was really, really beautiful is when we brought the idea of New Meadows to the Bridge Meadows community, because we have community forums, quarterly basis, which is like town hall here at Bridge Meadows. We brought the idea and the concept to the community here 
And one of the elders came to me and said, do you mean, Dorenda, I get to help these young people too? Which really said a lot to me about the power of her living with meaning and purpose, that she was not only helping the younger children who live here at Bridge Meadows and live in their forever families, but she was going to now make her imprint in the lives of you two needed family. And for five years, it took us five years to get that program open and built and open. And for five years, the Bridge Meadows community held them in their hearts and minds. And when I told that to the youth, they stared at me. I said, for five years, we all, we've been all loving on you and you just didn't know it. And I said, so all these people here, they really care about you. And they're just kind of holding back a little because they want to move at your pace. So it's just been great. And even the young ones are here at Bridge Meadows couldn't wait to welcome the older ones home and help make beds and get the building ready for when the youngsters came. So it's just been lovely to watch it evolve over time. And we'll see if we continue to add it as a Bridge Meadows, if it's a pilot or if it's something we continue to do. Right now, funding is through the philanthropy of Mrs. Lemelson and um, the Department of Human Services here in Oregon. That's wonderful to hear. And when you describe a forever family, oftentimes we're thinking about the adoptive or foster family. But really what you're also providing are forever families for the older residents as well, for the older adults who need to have that sense of purpose, of belonging, of reason to get out of bed every day. And so it's really that reciprocity that intergenerational connections and programs and practices are based on. So I think that's terrific. But let me ask you one more question before we move on to the conference. And that is, I also know that at Bridge Meadows, you do happiness hours. And I've talked to more people who've had an opportunity to visit and see your site on some of the site visits that you've arranged that we've arranged. And it seems like people can hardly come to visit you without shedding a tear, that people are so moved by the work that you do, and that there are those times that people come together and it really is based on that happiness and those connections and what you work through. So is there any kind of recent story that you'd like to share with the listeners about one thing that you're really proud of or that moved you or touched you that happened at Bridge Meadows? Oh, yes. Well, every day there are several stories. I just feel honored to be a part of Bridge Meadows and that the community members who live at Bridge Meadows invite us in because as a team members, we are knitted into these communities as well. And I mean, where do you go to work and you walk in and somebody gives you a hug and says, oh, we just love you. And so it's pretty special. So I will share a story about our young folks here at Bridge Meadows in North Portland had wanted to have a basketball hoop in the middle of the courtyard. And there had been times in the past when folks were not so great about that. They didn't want to hear the bouncing of the ball on the pavement. And so the youngsters aged between 10 and 14 went to our team member and said, you know, we really want a basketball hoop. We think that that could really help us have something to do together. And it could help us build our bonds better. We've obviously taught them well, right? <laughs> we can help us with our social skills. <laughs> and so... <laughs> future psychologists in the making. So then they started telling the elders and their parents that they wanted this. So one of the elders jumped in and said, okay, let me help you organize. So they created a little petition and they went around to all the residents and explained what their intention was, that they wanted a basketball hoop and they got buy-in. And I think the elders were just so taken with how serious the youngsters were taking this and how organized they were and how 
just grown up they were being about it and confident they were being about it. And so then they presented their findings at the Happiness Hour, which is our weekly gathering where everyone shares a meal together. And they were encouraged by elders to make their presentation. They answered questions about how they would handle conflict, what would be the rules. And one of their pieces was, well, you know, we've grown up. So we're a lot more mature than we used to be. (laughs) (laughs) And so they went back and did some work on what the rules could be. They got some help from a parent and an elder. And so they came back and presented it. How it goes now is they have this basketball court that we purchased while they played. And a couple of elders sit and serve as support a.k.a. referees, should there be some issues. And I just think, look at that. Confidence of these young people who knew that they were going to be well-received by all the grown-ups here in their lives. And I think about, you know, these are children who perhaps weren't feeling that they could go to adults in their life in the past. But over time, as healing has occurred and stability and relationships have been deepened, they know it's how your voice matters. And so anyway, that's a story from the kids world. Uh, And then, you know, often we will have elders who have health issues and it's just beautiful. Yesterday I was walking down the hall, one of our elders has had surgery and another elder was just helping her get to her door and making sure she was comfortable and had food for the day as she's healing from her surgery. And, you know, it's just those quiet moments where you're like community, Community, community mm-hmm. can create incredible safety nets for all of us. Beautiful. Most definitely, Dorinda. Those are some great stories. I love the way that the young people are finding their voices and being supported and finding their voices, which was going to help them throughout their lives. And then that support and that caring that gets shared across the generations and between generations is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you don't get into this work because you're going to make a big paycheck or for the fame and the glory. You get into it because there's usually some sort of personal connection or reason. So what brought you to Bridge Meadows and to this work? Well, personally, I was blessed to grow up with my grandparents, a big part of my life. Our family is not that long ago from through Ellis Island. And so I grew up with this large contingent of Polish family members and living intergenerationally just was the norm. And then my other part of my family was a German family who had been around, as my father said, since the Mayflower. And their intergenerational bonds still run very, very deep. And I am Facebook friends with my father's cousins. And so that just tells you the depth of that social fabric of that family. And so I knew that I always had somebody I could go to when our family faced some hard times. I knew that I had my grandmother there to support me. And so I didn't know how much that made an impact on me. I just knew I always had not only my grandmothers, but their friends. I used to make pierogi with my grandma's friends every year. And I just knew I had this huge fan club behind me. And then I went to become a child psychologist, which was very confusing for my family. It's like, what are you doing? We don't understand. Fast forward, I was overseeing a mental health agency and I would watch our families and kids leave our services and worry so much about who was going to be there to catch them when they fell. And then this model of Hope Meadows was presented to me, which is the founding model of bringing three generations together for a purpose created by Dr. Brenda Ehart. And when I saw the model, I said, that is what is missing. 
that sense of community, that sense of people being there to, I always just say safety net, they're just there for you and you're not alone and you're not isolated. That is what these families and kids and our elders need. And so I left that humongous job and became the only staff member <laughs> for Bridge Meadows. I'm proud to say we now have 11 staff. Uh, You've anyway, multiplied so quite a bit, Dorinda. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. So I just saw the personally and professionally, it was as though my world collided. And I knew the power, personally and professionally, the power of having a safety net and knowing you're not alone in the world and belonging and having people you can rely on no matter what your situation is. And being able to share that with other people to know what that meant to you and how much affirmation that gave you, how much stronger you felt because of that is absolutely wonderful. So a couple of years ago, when Generations United started looking for a partner for our next international conference, you thought that that might be something that Bridge Meadows would be interested in. And so we started to work together and really, really worked a lot together, uh, in particular over the last year, to pull together what became the first ever sold-out intergenerational international conference and that was in June in Portland, Oregon. You were absolutely fabulous partners. I think the people that were there were educated, excited, included, and felt really, really refreshed and ready to go back to their communities and their countries and tackle this important work. So I just wanted to ask you what your reflections are now that it's been a little bit of time. Was there a standout moments for you um, at the conference and how did you leave feeling about what you accomplished and what our partnership together accomplished. Well, I want to begin by thanking all of you at Generations United for trusting us and believing that we would be the partner you needed. And it was a blast. <laughs> we did it. We are so proud that it was sold out and so well attended. And that more importantly, that not only those folks who attended our conference, because I always feel like we're already the people who know the superpower of intergenerational living. We're the we're already the believers. We need to get some more believers. And so I'm grateful that we were able to try some new things and open it up to people in the greater Portland area to come and learn about what we were doing. And when I say we, I mean Generation United and Bridge Meadows. We believe so deeply in intergenerational solutions. And we just worked so hard together and so well together. Our teams did a great job. They probably could use a whole month off. They worked so hard. <laughs> and <laughs> I was so happy when they met and they were able to have some shared moments together and really sit back and bask in their success. So that was fun to watch. I really loved the grand families coming together, watching the grand families be validated for what they're doing and to know that they had an entire community of people who also believe in intergenerational solutions. One of my favorite moments was the Generations United grand families and the Bridge Meadows grand families having dinner together. And just the beautiful connections that were made and the sharing that went on, that was really beautiful to see. I really enjoyed meeting our international attendees. They were full of vigor and great ideas. And I just felt so honored as a co-host that they would travel so very far to be a part of it. I also loved the rambunctiousness of the roundtables. There was so much energy in the room. <laughs> and so <laughs> I didn't expect that on an early Friday morning. Um, there was just 
noise and a connection and excitement and sharing of ideas and making connections and each of the roundtables reported out and there was so much enthusiasm. I just loved it. I loved that our family, if you will, our family of intergenerational believers and those who understand the power of intergenerational solutions. I love that we got to come together in our beautiful city that so much embraces intergenerational and age-friendly ideas. So I have said this to you, Donna, loudly, but I just want to thank you for trusting us with your baby. Well, thank you, because you folks were just fabulous partners. And, you know, I agree with what you said. I also think what struck me is that 80% of the participants, it was their first time at a Generations United or Intergenerational Conference. And that, to me, really, really led to what I said several times, which is I really had the sense that our time has come, that we've been involved in this work for a long time at Generations United over 30 years, and for you, many years as well. And I really feel like people are understanding the importance that they're wanting to hold on to learn more to be a part of this so it really is that feeling that the community is becoming much more solidified and there's a sense of an energy and a sense that our time has come so I want to thank you for everything that you and your team did and what we did jointly to make it a really inspirational event for so many people our pleasure. We are honored, Donna. And I really agree with you that the time has come where intergenerational solutions and relationships are being seen again as normal. You see on television, the more commercials with an elder and a young person, and the more discussions in newspaper articles about intergenerational solutions. And I'm sure, Donna, you had this experience when you used the word intergenerational even a decade ago people would glaze over or think you were speaking a different language. They didn't quite know what you were talking about. And certainly autocorrect was totally confused. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm noticing autocorrect less often tells me I've spelled a word wrong. And people don't glaze over as much when we use that word, intergenerational. Well, Dorinda, it's been just an absolute joy, as always, to talk to you. Thank you so much for making the time for this discussion today, for this podcast, for this interview and conversation. Really appreciate it. And it's been a joy for me. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, Donna. I always love talking with you. And I think I've said to you, it's like we're sisters on each end of the coast. So <laughs> and, <I'm> <laughs> and we're sort of like those bookend generations. We'll hold the country together, Dorinda, you and me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. And all of our colleagues and friends in between. So just to pull this to a close, I just wanted to mention to our listeners that there are a number of resources that are on our website. You can also find Bridge Meadows website. But one I wanted to point out in particular is our best intergenerational community guide has how you can begin to put pieces in place so that your community, your neighborhood can really value and engage people of all ages. Thank you for listening today. Thanks again to my wonderful friend Dorinda. And we look forward to what's coming up here at Generations United and for all of us. We'll be releasing our annual State of Grand Families report this fall. This time we're going to focus on housing, in part inspired by the work of Bridge Meadows, but also some of the other Grand Families housing that's been developed around the country. We'll also be looking forward to celebrating Grandparents Day in September, which is the first Sunday after Labor Day. Be sure to start thinking about special Grandparent Day activities now. And most importantly, I'd like to ask our listeners to please, please leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or other streaming platforms. We want to be able to share these intergenerational stories and inspirations with a much bigger audience. So please help us do that. So it's Donna Butts signing off. Dorinda, thank you again. And everyone have a wonderful day. If you don't have an older friend or a younger friend, go find them. Thank you. 